Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there, and welcome to the Transformation success show today. You know, I am so excited and I hope you're having a great day. Yes, this is Happy Tuesday and this show is broadcast every Tuesday live at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time and on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am so excited again because we have a very a very inspiring and dynamic guest today, Dr. Maluna Fouch. I'm in the Southern California area, and I invite you to join me by calling and participate during the discussion. You can Skype any comments or questions to Dr. Maluna Fouch, or you can email your questions to me or her during the show to info at transformationforsuccess.com. You can also post your comments or questions to me or Dr. Fouch as I am on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also call in, and I'll give you the number, which is 1-888-346-9141. So I want you to text your friends, tell them to download the program today, or listen to the show, because this is going to be very informative and very, very exciting. But first, I want to give a big shout out to my West A family and all of my worldwide friends and fans and supporters, and I really want to thank you for listening each week to the show, Transformation for Success. You know, this broadcast is designed to challenge and inform you listeners each week with interesting and knowledgeable guests that include artists, educators, singers, technology experts, health educators, women professionals, life and personal coaches from very various areas of expertise, college presidents even, and ministers of the gospel. These guests all share their stories of transformation, and they provide you the principles and steps they have learned on their journey. Now, over the next few months, I want you to tune in each week as we have some extraordinary guests lined up, and we will discuss some controversial topics such as facing your fears, the poker chip theory of success, and can you really think your way to success? How can I attract the success I want? And what hardships do men really face today? You know, there are many challenges as we all face today, some good, some bad, some ugly, and there are many who are brokenhearted, they're sick with various illnesses, mentally and physically, disappointed disillusioned. I know that. And many who are depressed. And it's just good and uplifting to hear stories of those who've met many of these challenges and overcome them with success. So be encouraged as this show will continue to reach out to you and provide you with the success principles and steps to achieve personal and professional success on your journey of transformation and healing. But I caution you, One of the things that I always say, success without action means nothing. So you'll have to take action on whatever you decide in terms of moving you towards success. We have a great show today, and we're interviewing again a world-class public speaking coach, Dr. Maluna Fouch. She has an incredible story to share with you today and how she became this world-class public speaking coach. So welcome, Dr. Maluna Fouch, a woman with a voice. We are so happy to have you on the show. (laughs) 
Thank you so much. I have to tell you this. I was a little intimidated when I when I said, oh, my goodness, we're going to have this world-class public speaking coach. So let me shape up. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> People do sometimes react that way. Yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, how to use that voice. Uh, you know, we, we, we've discussed uh, a lot on this show uh, personal stories of people facing a crossroad in their lives and how they've turned those crossroads and sometimes near disaster, almost near death, into success. Uh, and so today, I know you have quite a story, uh, and, and today's program does evolve around a woman. Dr. Fouch, who got her voice back after having a tumor in her head that gave her the wake-up call to change or die. So I learned about your journey, uh, Dr. Fouch, and I was really, really interested in having you share your story today of fighting your way back to health and well-being and the search for your greatest purpose that you're doing today. So listeners, I want you to get your pads and pens ready if you're not driving. And be sure to tell your friends to listen to the show as I know this is going to be not only uh, informative but entertaining as well because she has a wonderful sense of humor. So mm. <laughs> Dr. Fouch, I, I am just delighted again to have you on the show. And I, I know that I want to just share a little bit more about you to set the stage here that Dr. Fouch got her voice back, as I said earlier, after discovering a tumor in her head. And she went through several surgeries and to fight her way back to health. Now, her work uh, today as a public speaking and presentation coach, I tell you, is, is just phenomenal. And in particularly because she had learned a lot of vocal techniques she learned as a professional actor and singer. And she loved that. So today... We're going to say uh, hello again to Dr. Fauci and also to let the fans out there and friends know that you are certified in energy healing therapy, vocal technique and care, and you are a holistic health counselor practitioner. Dr. Fauci has a BS in music business and a PhD in holistic psychology. She's spent over 20 years in show business as a singer, an actor, and she was a member of SAG and AFTRA vocal producer, voice coach, and lyricist. So, her bio is so extensive, I can't share it all, Dr. Molina. <laughs> if, you, if you folks would like to check her out, check her out on Facebook or Google her. You'll find a lot of information. So, again, Dr. Molina, I'm happy to go. But tell me this. I got a lot of questions I want to ask. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Dr. the Midwest. In a little okay. town southeast of Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. I'm a Midwesterner, too. <laughs> Are you? I don't yes. know if we talked about that or not. No, we didn't. No, um, okay. Most people, when you tell them that I grew up in Muskogee, Oklahoma, they always consider that south, and it's not. It's Midwest. It is Midwest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we share something in common there, because, you know, the values... Uh, I think that, that we were inculcated in us when we were growing up in the Midwest were certainly different and give, makes it, I think, a little bit different from the South or the North, growing up in the North. When did you find out that you had a voice? You know, I could always sing. So I remember as a kid, I would sit in the backyard. I'd swing in the swing set, one of my favorite things to do, and I would sing all the television commercials. Oh, my goodness. 
I could. I I may have come out singing. I'm not sure. <laughs> and then later on, my little brother and I would sit on the front porch and we would listen to Casey Kasem and America's Top Forty. Oh my goodness! I know oh. you know what I'm speaking of. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> now, did you did you aspire to be a singer so, when you grew up? I'm sorry. Did you aspire to be a singer when you grew up? I did. I thought I was going to be a superstar. <laughs> and I was listening to people like Barbara Streisand, and then oh my I got hooked on Earth, Wind, and Fire, which I'm still hooked on, and Spyro Gyra with my college roommate. And I kept... yeah, I was pretty sure I was going to be famous. <laughs> well, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, 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 where did you go to school? You, you got a BS in music business. Now, that's something very fascinating for me. What made you choose music business? Yes, that's Indiana State University. And at the time, it was, I think, one of only four or five universities that had that program. And... I was encouraged to be a teacher or something like that. And for me, I thought, well, that's kind of a compromise. Interesting that I'm now a coach and teacher, yes? Yes. At the time, (laughs) I thought teaching in a school system or being in a classroom just did not excite me in any sort of way. Not when Mm -hmm. you want to be a superstar. No, no, of course not. But tell me, let me back up a minute. What is what? What was music business? What, what was the curriculum for music business? Because I I've never really heard of that discipline, and I've been in education for umpteen years. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Well, I was attracted to that because I think I do have a business mind. In fact, I know I do. And uh-huh. so, what it was was all the music, and at that time I was singing opera, plus marketing statistics consumer okay. behavior, music merchandising, and all that good stuff. Oh, wow. So it was a cross between the business department and the music department. Now, that is interesting. To me, yeah. infusing, because you think of people on the business side of the house more explicit as I look at how they view the world more scientifically, let's put it that way, as opposed to the music world where you look at the world more from an internal or intuitive point, you know, uh, Left brain, right brain, some people talk about it in that sense. So combining the two, that was interesting. And then uh, did you start to work in the music business? What was happening? Uh, because you, you got into show business as a singer and an actor. How did that come about? Well, I, I, well let's see. How can I answer? There's so many ways I could answer that. It is a left brain, right brain activity, and it is music business, Yes. So as much as we have talent and we train and train, you've got to know the, the business side. You've got to know how to market. Mm-hmm. So That's I was right. still performing. And you know what, Dr. Barbara? In college, I had a German opera coach who wanted me to be a professional opera singer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it scared the, oh, scared the, <laughs> the all kinds of things right out of me. So <laughs> it, it, it was, to me, kind of a rigid thing. Mm-hmm. And because I felt my childhood was rigid and I didn't really know myself and I needed to explore, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel the need to do that. Even okay. though it was incredible training, I, classical music is an incredible background, a wonderful place to start. I wouldn't give it up. But, but I, I think I would think the discipline of opera of is very, and pop is very and other things. And how, how could I do that? And how could I be an actor? 
Mm-hmm. So it sent me on that road after college. Great. So and now, you also ask, was I in the music business? Now, don't laugh. I had to do an internship <laughs> as part of my music business degree for six months, which is a wonderful uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. My college advisor had worked for a music company on the East Coast. And so after I finished all my classroom, I moved to Baltimore and attempted, I'm using the word consciously, attempted to sell pianos. <laughs> no, I said I wasn't going to laugh. Yes, I'm not yes. Well, let's just say I wasn't good at it. I was shy, believe it or not. What did I know about selling? Yet they wanted an, a, just an aggressive little salesperson, and I, I just wasn't good. In fact, I think I got fired from that job <laughs> after my well, internship was up. It was painful. <laughs> it was painful. But you, but you realize that was not your purpose. <laughs> it was not my purpose. Now, I got to play some Steinway Grand Pianos, which is a wonderful thing. Yes, it is. But selling pianos and organs, not my purpose. Oh, my goodness. Now, do you play <laughs> piano? I do. I studied piano and voice and flute. And as you know, or can probably guess, voice won out on all okay. of those. I'm a okay. pretty good pianist, but I don't study it like the voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... How how did you get into the business as a singer? You became you were a singer, you were an actor, and then you moved into becoming a vocal producer. Wow. I continued to study the voice no matter where we lived. Mm-hmm. So my husband moved husband and I moved quite a bit for his business and then at a certain point I thought LA was calling my name and I thought sure I'd become a rich and famous there. So I just mm-hmm. continued to study. I worked in the Baltimore market. I did character acting. I did some films and some television, some commercials. And then when I moved to L.A., I became involved. I became a, actually one of the initial partners in a record company and started vocal producing mm-hmm. and writing lyrics, which oh, wow. is a talent for titles and hooks and lyrics when it comes to the songs. Wow. Mm. Melina, I mean, had you, Dr. Melina, had you ever <laughs> thought or dreamed? I got to back up a little bit because now okay. you, you, you sort of segued, you jumped into, you were selling pianos, you went to college and majored in music business. And so somewhere along the line, you got married, right? I did. <laughs> okay. I did. That was a few years I got married. You know, I was, I was young, 25. Uh, that was... Gosh, eighty-seven. You know, twenty-five was not not uh, not young. Getting married, you see, you were you twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you that is not young during our standards. I was nineteen, no, uh, eighteen. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm still still married to the same man, so somehow right. it's working. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm not, so thank God. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yes, I'm on my first marriage. That's great. So anyway, you, you, the both of you then uh, come to Los Angeles because you felt it was calling you, and then you ended up singing. You became an actor. You did some TV commercials. You were writing lyrics. So are you still thinking stardom is coming my way? 
I believe it is, and I'm not sure what that looks like. As you know, we don't always know. And so for me, it'll come through a window or the back door. But I still believe I will be in a film, a very Uh touching film that will change the world. I get to sing the theme song. I'd love to do an animated film, you know, one of those cool character voices or animal voices or something like that. That is so precious to me. I still have an L.A. agent. Um, You probably know L.A. Uh has changed a lot. A lot of the industries left. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to L.A., I think things had changed. I worked a whole lot more on the East Coast. I sang jazz. Okay. I had a, a pianist that I worked with. We went into clubs. And then I got a little tired of chasing down people to get paid. Okay. I don't like that. I don't believe in starving artists. I don't believe mm-hmm. we are to give our talent away without compensation or benefits. It is a sacred gift. But I've spent my whole life cultivating and learning about this. So I expect to be respected and paid for my Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Just like anyone else in their job. We're going to take a quick break, Dr. Malona, and we're going to come back and talk about how you overcame some of the early challenges that you faced trying to break into the music industry and getting into Los Angeles properly. So listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with my guest today, Dr. Maluna Fouch. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to the Transformation for a Success show with my guest today, public speaking coach, Dr. Maluna Fouch, who believes all the world is a stage. So <laughs> welcome back, Dr. Maluna. And we were just, I was laughing because I was just thinking about the East Coast and L.A. Oh, my God, what, what a difference between the two. So here you are traveling down the road, coming to, from East Coast to West Coast, making it through the club. So tell me a little bit of some of and you mentioned before what on break, you wanted to get paid and you believe that you should get paid. And of course I did you face and how did you overcome those? I think many performers have self doubt. 
And I'm not mm-hmm. sure why that is. I think we need to find our voices and find our way. And it's such a way to learn about yourself being an actor and developing mm-hmm. characters and getting to know yourself. So there's probably something to that. I also, my voice would be the first one to get hoarse. Or wow. I would lose it. At, it seemed like in the earlier days, every holiday I would work two or three jobs, and I was a singing waiter, and mm-hmm. then I'd end up getting ill. And so I would imagine that was overwork, but also emotional things that go on, because we can literally yes. sabotage ourselves. Absolutely. What do you think yeah. was going on at that time, though, with you? Because something well, was going on. I mean, I, here you are singing, and then you would get hoarse. You know, it's true. I I don't believe I had found the correct techniques yet. Mm -hmm. The reason Mm -hmm. I'm such a great coach is because I had so much of what I call ineffective coaching. I had teachers (laughs) who would just tell me to sing louder. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. That was just sing louder, not understanding the anatomy of the voice, how to care for the voice. It's never about singing louder. What you want is a voice full of freedom which allows your voice and your breath, which is really one and the same, to flow forward. So I hadn't really found a technique to, to, that worked yet. It took me well into my adult years mm-hmm. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to find what I called real techniques, healthy techniques, that got results. And so there I was flipping out, right? I'm losing my voice. I'm, I'm a singer and an actor, and I had part of it's self-esteem, part of it's not a willingness to not be heard because I was so afraid to be criticized. So that's something I continue to work on to this day. Well, I don't think anybody likes criticism. I think uh, criticism has, comes in various ways. I think when criticism comes, this is just my thought, when criticism, criticism comes from people that you love, that you know love you, and that you trust it's, it, it can be taken as constructive criticism, but just criticism for the sake of it, uh, as I've learned, it destroys the soul. It's encouragement that is oxygen to the soul, not oh, criticism. And I know that. many of us, you know, have had to go through that and had to fight through that. Um, I've had to do that on many occasions and, and, and still keep that positive frame of reference in your head. So one of the things which, which brings us to this, here you are. Uh, getting criticism and you're having some emotional things that are going on. Do you think that some of this might have caused what happened to you later? Quite possibly. And I have asked a lot of questions and did soul searching, as you can imagine. I can imagine. I wonder why people would say when they had an illness or something major happened that it was a gift. Now I can tell you I understand why people say that. Mm-hmm. As you mm-hmm. mentioned at the beginning, I had a tumor in my head. It was a benign bone tumor, very rare. So there I wow. was making jokes with my doctor. Well, you know, I am a dramatic actor, and, and so, of course, I would have a funky, rare tumor. What other kind of tumor would I have, <laughs> right? Thank goodness he had a small <laughs> sense of humor. I won't say big, but he was a fantastic yeah. neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. So I do think, and actually tumors run in my family. Okay. So you can look at it in a lot of ways. I think it probably was a soul contract for me. Mm-hmm. I tend to need to go directly through things to understand, and mm-hmm. I need to directly experience things in order to coach 
and teach and help other people transform. So I do think self-criticism, anger, not being, not feeling fully expressed, not knowing how to make a living at that time, perhaps feeling a bit rejected by showbiz and my dreams. There's so much in there, isn't there? So much in yes. there. And I think more and more people are beginning to realize that, and particularly those I know that are holistic health practitioners, uh, counselors, uh, are talking about how much all of this connects to the emotional part of you, which drives, you know, sickness and illnesses that can manifest itself in the body, because it's what's going on emotionally. And I can say personally, on personal experience, if I get sick, which is rare, but it's, I have to look at what's going on emotional, what's happening, because otherwise... Uh, I guess the endorphins <laughs> are kicking around, and I don't get sick. Uh, so but true. There's no reason to. I don't yeah. get sick. I, we don't need to. It's a combination of, as you said, something's going on. Mm-hmm. We're raising our energy to a higher vibration. We're detoxing. Those are really the only reasons to explain illness because we're not. We have no need to be ill. <laughs> not really. No. I, I don't We're think well, I know it wasn't, it wasn't we? the design, it wasn't the purpose. And I know somebody who died for us that we wouldn't have to be sick and ill and that we wouldn't have it. But I think because, again, it's a fight. Dr. Maloney, it's a fight. And, and what I admire about you is that you fought your way back to health. Mm. You fought. And I think it's important for people out there, the listeners, to know that it's a fight. It's a fight to stay healthy. It's a fight to stay emotionally well. It's a fight to combat against criticism and emotional abuse because that's what, you know, all of this can, and I know so many people who've gone through this and they are saying, why? But it is a fight. And you fought your way back to health. How did you do that? Mm. What, did you, what tools did you use to fight? with. <laughs> Thank because it's you. A, and having the tools. Yes, yes. I, I, and I want to touch on something you just said. One of the reasons I've healed, and I want our listeners to really, really hear me on this, mm-hmm. I never ask why me. I really Good. didn't. Good. When you hear people on television, oh, it won't happen to me or my family, well, that's, it could. And there's always that's a right. reason for things happening. So I didn't mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't go too much into why me. I did, I did seek answers and all of mm-hmm. that, but I never felt like I was a victim. And that's huge for healing. Absolutely yes, huge. Right. There, right. You know, there are a number of things I did. I, <laughs> it's, I'm laughing now, but I, like I run my business, I'm super organized and super uh-huh. action-oriented. Do you know what I did when I found out I had a tumor in my head? Mm-hmm. I called everyone on the phone. Mm -hmm. Once I picked myself up off the ground and stopped crying, I called my husband, who is always traveling, and I called a bunch of friends. I said, guys, I'm in trouble here. If you believe in prayer, whatever you believe in, and most of them did, start praying for me immediately, because Houston, Mm -hmm. we have a problem. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I I have a very rich spiritual life, so I, I just began to meditate and pray more. I yes. sought out every holistic practitioner I could find in L.A., because at that, that time we were in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I ate even better, more organically. Mm-hmm. I found the Good. perfect doctor, or the perfect doctor found me. It's all divine synchronicities. Right. At the House Ear Clinic in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And what I found out is they're world-renowned for head and ear surgeries. 
that's all they do. Wow. Yeah, so not only did I have my surgeon, I'll give a shout-out, Dr. Slattery. Love that guy. Hi, Dr. Slattery. (laughs) Hi, Dr. Slattery, William Slattery. Thank you. We have Dr. Molina on the line. (laughs) (laughs) And he said to me, I will only operate on you if I bring in Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Taylor's neurosurgeon. Of course. I know, right? So, Dr. Landman, shout out to Dr. Landman. Mm-hmm. They Hi, Dr. Landman. I think I had another neurosurgeon in there. I mean, oh, what woman wow. gets to have three neurosurgeons in her head at the same time? Oh, wow. <laughs> Fortunate for you. Fortunate for you. Oh, so nine and a half hours on the table. Mm-hmm. And the other things I did to prepare, I wrote a script for the oh. surgery. I talked you to my surgeons and I said, I want music in the operating room. And we talked about what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And they wanted some classic rock in there. So that's what <laughs> we had. And I also requested that all the medical personnel only say positive things to me. Now, they assured me this happened and, happened and we don't really know. But I said, please only say things like, Miluna, you're looking great. We're getting the tumor out. You are healing. I said, please don't say anything to me under anesthesia because that is the most suggestible time. Yes, it is. Okay. So I prepared like I was going to war. As you said, it's you got to fight. I, was, I became fight. my own best advocate. I was sassy as heck, <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't let people uh, tell me what to do. It was a wonderful time. I think I need some of that back. <laughs> well, you know what? You said something earlier which sparked, and I wrote it down, and you said, you know, how some people uh, see things like this as, oh, my God, the most it's tragedy. You saw it as a gift. And yeah. being, being aware that it was a gift, but also that you had to fight, and you used exactly some of the things that I've heard other people who are survivors, because I have another friend who's a co-host on my television show who had a double mastectomy Mm. and um, survived through holistic practitioners, eating right, having the right kind of attitude about it, uh, this is not something that is unto death. And really, I'm not sure she wrote a script, but she had a script in her head that mm. I will survive. I will survive. But she's this, you're the second person that I've heard who's explained her illness as a gift. Uh, I, and one of the things that I know that the scriptures say, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So you speak life. And you use that principle. That principle will work for anyone, whether you are a believer or non-believer. Because what you say is what you get. And Dr. Molina, you are here today because of being proactive. Mm. <laughs> we will call, use that word. And thank oh. you for sharing that because I, I wrote it down. Because when there is a challenge, you have to confront it and not give in. Uh, my husband was diagnosed with prostate cancer some years ago when he was only 62, Mm. and we fought. And one of the things, we didn't call everybody because I said, if we were to tell some people, they would already have you in the coffin because the minute you you might mention the big word C, the big C word, most people 
well, just, oh my God, you know, and they start to have this. And I said, we're not telling anyone. We're only going to tell God. We're going to pray. And I, I told him this. I said, and you are not getting out of this marriage that easily. Okay? <laughs> you're so you're my very wise. Because the big C word causes a, people just flip out about that. No, Death no. sentence. And it's just not. doesn't no. have to be. And just It does not have to be. Unfortunately, he survived and he mm. passed in October at age 89. Nice. Yes. So I'm he glad he hung quality, around oh, for, for, long, for at least that long, right? At least that yes. long. So how did you, uh, thank you so much for sharing, and, and you're just such a wonderful person. I'm so glad to just get to know you and uh, have you on the show. Now, you you went to you went through the surgery. Did you have the PhD in holistic psychology after? I mean, did you pursue the PhD after or was this before? Great question. Because I even changed my name before okay. I went into surgery. One you of did. my goals yeah, mm-hmm. was to be in SAG AFTRA, the Actors Union. It was SAG at that time, now we're merged, SAG AFTRA. Right. right. And I got in the union before I went under the, under the knife, as we say, oh. and uh-huh. changed my name. So Maluna kind of appeared to me out on a walk as I was preparing for surgery. I had consulted a feng shui master among all of the many, many people that supported me, and she mm-hmm. said, your name also needs to lighten up. And so what oh. I understood was that energetically I needed to lighten up, yes? Physically, yes. emotionally, energetically, and even mm-hmm. my name. Wow. Yeah. Now that's the first time I've heard that. So I even changed my name. How's that? Now, I don't think I, everybody has to change their name, but yes, but you can I mean, change your name and you create a new one. It's only what you feel led to do. It's only what you felt led to do. How did you come up with my Luna? Does it have a meaning? Well, it started with Luna, which okay. is the goddess of the moon. And I'm a Cancerian sign. Moon. We're ruled by uh-huh. the moon, as we all are, really. Right. And Do-Re-Mi... Somehow mm-hmm. that came together, and I thought, you know what, Miluna. Melina. Melina. Miluna. I mean, Maluna. I have a Melina friend, too. <laughs> She's Melina. I know. It oh. tends to morph into other names, too. And, and uh, so Luna. that's how that came about. It just, it just had a rhythm. It felt musical and sounded musical to me when I said it. So that's what I was. That's what I created, my spiritual stage name, Miluna Fausch. All right, Miss Doctor Malona Fowler. <laughs> so to answer now- and to circle back to your question, the whole hospital experience was fascinating to me. I'd never been in the hospital, and I don't recommend it. I don't <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> they, it, it was. I don't know. They didn't want me to walk, and they were concerned about liability. And there I was, fighting for my life, fighting for yeah, my very yeah, life. Yeah. So. I said to them, you need to let me go home where I can rest and not have the lights flipped on and my blood pressure checked because my blood pressure is very low until you check it and turn the lights on at 4 a.m. and disturb me. (laughs) Then my blood pressure is high. Right. So what I understood is I was an advocate for myself, and Mm -hmm. I saw what happened to other patients who had this almost the same kind of tumor I had, and they were not okay. 
after surgery. In fact, I'm not sure oh, if all of them uh, made it. Oh, my goodness. I know. And I started looking at, was show business really my life? It, you, you soul search when you're not well. You, mm-hmm. you do. You fight for your life. You, you come to Jesus. You, you start looking at everything. Of course. And so I mean, I, I me, think that most people wouldn't start to start do some reflections here. You really do, and you're forced to, right? I think you mentioned at the beginning, if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be here. What is my purpose? So I went through the whole thing. Was show business deep enough and wide enough, and why hadn't I had the success I was looking for? Mm-hmm. And that sent me on a path of studying energy and intuition and medical intuition, and the HHCP and the PhD came after my surgery. Okay. Yeah, well, I, that I sent me felt- on the whole holistic path as a practitioner as well. You know... Maluna, this is interesting because my other friend who also used the same expression of a gift, Mm. she also was led to change from being a civil engineer to a holistic health practitioner. Wow. Yes. So, I mean... When, when I'm not sure that everybody, and I'm not saying to listeners out there that you have to go through a near-death or dying experience to find your purpose. No. But oftentimes, it causes reflection for you to stop in your tracks and begin to look at, why am I here? What am I to do with my life? Because there is a purpose and a plan. And I dare say, I, I wouldn't want anyone to have to have a tumor in their head like Dr. Melina Fouch to have to find her purpose. But it happened and she fought and she did. And I am, I am so ecstatic to have you share this tra- and be so transparent about it. Um, now, when you, when you got into the holistic psychology, you, mm-hmm. this is like a whole new change. We go from being a singer to now you're going to use your your voice and your training to help people. How did that come about in terms of voice, public speaking? Yes. I have been on so many roads, haven't I? And as yeah. you mentioned, sometimes when we have, <laughs> I think sometimes the purpose of having a tumor or, or something major is to put us back on track because maybe we're floundering out there. And so, as you said, I don't wish this on other people, and you don't have to. You don't have to do this to find your purpose. There are other ways. Right. But I was doing that work, and I loved it, and I helped a lot of people. And then at a certain point, I thought, you know, I don't think everyone wants to heal. I started understanding no matter how good my information was, not everybody was really following the guidance and getting the help. And I, I'm a results person, and I want to make sure people are getting results, but I can't control them, right? I, gotta, right. I have to step back. Right. right. And so I had a reading with somebody and, and a session with someone, and she said, you know, you're not done with show business. You're not understanding. Wah, 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 right? Tears and thrashing around and on my knees and more tears. And I realized that the fire of a musician burns in me no matter what. And my whole purpose of finding my voice and continuing to this Mm -hmm. day as a singer, actor, and all Mm -hmm. the things that I do 
always loving business people, right? Going back to that, I knew to go into music business, and my degree Uh was that instead of performance. Uh I've always loved entrepreneurship, and I am one, and I am an Uh entrepreneur, and I love businesswomen and businessmen. I thought, you know, all these years of me finding my voice, fighting to get it back, realizing that self-expression is key to our health, let me apply all of my knowledge, voice, voice care, acting, singing, psychology, health of the voice, and help business people because they're terrified of public speaking. And they're not only business people, there are a lot of people, not just business people. <laughs> yeah, who are terrified, yes. as you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important, and we're going to go on break in a few minutes, but I think it's so important what you do, because to help people polish the voice, I like that expression, polish the voice, mm. so that you can be more effective and influential, because communication is key today in terms of public speaking, or just speaking with individuals, and you want to communicate a message, or you want to communicate with your husband, you want to communicate on the job, so that's so important. I'm going to bookmark, we're going to take a quick commercial, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about some of the work you've done with this somatic uh, voice work, and some of the things you've become certified in doing, so we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back, listeners, with my guest, Dr. Maluna Fouch, so stay tuned. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. If you're in an unhealthy relationship or you want to know what helps you avoid being in an unhealthy relationship, be sure to tune into Tamar's Relationship Transformations. Host, author, and certified relationship coach Tamar Neal uses real scenarios from her experience as a 911 operator and counselor to change the way you see potentially abusive relationships. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. There And I hope you're having a great day and continue to listen to this fascinating show with the public speaking coach, Dr. Maluna Fouch, who also is certified in energy healing therapy, vocal technique and care, 
and she is a holistic health counselor practitioner. I am so excited. I'm learning a lot today. And, you know, I got a lot more questions for you, Dr. Molina. You do. (laughs) Bring them on. (laughs) You know, one of the things that I know, and I want to sort of segue into what you've done with voice work, because we've heard your story and how you've actually found your purpose in uh, working with people and in terms of public speaking and how to coach them and help them. But one of the things I'm intrigued about, what does it mean to be in our authentic voice? Because I'm intrigued by that. What does that mean? Authentic voice to me would be finding the ma- what I call the magic, the uniqueness. And the reason I've been in love with the voice forever is mm-hmm. because each of us is, it is one of a kind. Ultimately, mm-hmm. we can mimic others and we can sing like others, but I say mm-hmm. the world is starving for your particular voice, speaking or singing. So it's okay. getting out of the way, it's building perhaps a richer voice, it's looking at the pitch, it's mm-hmm. using your own words, not the voice of someone else, it's singing okay. your own songs, right. it's... it's uh, Fully expressing as you yourself and, and finding out what that is through using and discovering your own voice and your own self-work like and spiritual practice. I like that. Mm. Uh, uh, because we have so many, um, what do we call them, duplicates? People who try to uh, duplicate when actually you are an original. God made you the way you're supposed to be made. Yes. And I like that. To be in your authentic voice is to, as you say, sing your own song. Own it and accept it, but you can develop a richer voice by using some of the techniques that I'm sure you you use with your clients in terms of pitch, intonations, and all of that. When you, when you state you polish the voice, ex- explain what we mean by polishing the voice. Polishing is looking at everything about the voice, and it's some of the things you mentioned. Is the pitch healthy? Mm-hmm. I run into a lot of women who speak in a really high-pitched voice. It's not appropriate. Maybe when playing with children or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. acting silly or, mm-hmm. or doing things like mm-hmm. that. But it's it's really it's not appropriate, in, especially in a business setting, or to influence and impact. It's looking at word choice. It's looking at the rhythm, the okay. tone, the oh. the way that we phrase things. It's looking mm-hmm. at posture. Breathing, the energetics that you carry, what's your intention? Why are you speaking? Mm-hmm. What, what do you need to get? Are you there to influence? Are you there to impact? Are you there to get a raise? Are you speaking mm-hmm. in front of your board of directors? Mm-hmm. Are you speaking to your children and they need to recognize you as the mama authority? So, so all and- these things, the health, how you're caring for the voice. Mm-hmm. And polishing what you already have. I'm not here to change anyone's fundamental voice, but to mm-hmm. uncover and pull out and encourage and polish. Now, you know, one of the things that I, I make this may sound mundane or very immature when I say this, but it sounds like all of this, when you're stating polishing the voice, working on it, the pitch, the posture, uh, who are you talking to, the rhythm, it's almost like situational analysis of how you're going to use your voice. It really is. Because if you, if you look at my website, which I'm sure a lot of mm-hmm. people are and, and mm-hmm. probably our listeners are, 
I call it public speaking performance. And oh, okay. that word can mm-hmm. be used in a, in, a, in any number of ways because people mm-hmm. might say, well, it's not really me, it's not really a performance, it's someone else. And I would challenge us to say it is you. Every time mm-hmm. I speak, it is a performance, whether you call it an energetic performance. There needs to be clarity and intention. Why are you speaking? You know, some people just speak to speak, but it's not effective. Right? A pause can be the most effective thing in the whole world. So why just speak when you could be effective and beautiful and gracious and change the world every time you speak? So every one of them is a performance, ultimately, every time we speak. You know, I'm going to share something that that I learned very early, particularly in the business world. I was in, a, in meetings with high-powered executives, mostly men. I yeah. was there, sort of the junior executive, okay, at the time. And there was a female there who was a president of a corporation and very high-powered. First woman ever uh, I get selected for this position. Well, in the room with all of the men who would talk and converse, around issues, she would be silent until when she spoke. She spoke very clearly. She was very articulate. She spoke to the subject at hand, not rambling, but she was soft. Her voice was not loud. Mm. And everybody leaned in to listen. What I noted and came out of that meeting and I learned that day There are some people in certain situations will use their voices to bring attention to themselves. Every subject that comes up, they're they're talking about it. They have to be seen. They have to be heard. And what I found is that when you speak, you speak if you really have something to say. And when you say it, it's well thought out. It's articulated. But it's done not in a loud voice. And people would wait for her to have a word to say. I thought that was interesting. I just shared that. (laughs) That's a beautiful example. Yes, it's not always the loudest voice, is it? No. And it doesn't have to be. It depends on the situation. It's it's never really about loud. I know we spoke earlier. I had a college professor tell me, you don't have a big enough voice to be a singer. Oh, jeez. Can you imagine? So speaking of wounds, and, and just it just yeah. cut me to the right. heart. And what I understand now, it was never about the volume. I wasn't going to be the biggest voice, the loudest. doesn't mm-hmm. matter about that. We have something called microphones now, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> back, back then, uh, it, we didn't have mics in opera. But there's a way to project and resonate and free the voice. Can you imagine if everyone just had a loud voice? How boring would that be? It would Isn't be very boring. Loudness? Probably make my head hurt, too. It would probably <laughs> give us headaches. <laughs> so, so, Dr. Baluda, your experience, you know, you've had 20 years in showbiz as a singer, and you've done all these wonderful things. And mm. what would you, what kind of strategies uh, can you share with the listeners out there who are maybe aspiring to transform their public speaking performances? Can anybody be helped? <laughs> I think anybody can be helped as long as they're coachable. 
Okay. Some of the things I would suggest is grounding. Sometimes we become a talking head. We become self-conscious because we're Mm -hmm. not in the moment. So Mm -hmm. you want to really anchor, ground, tether, set your intention. We can call it many, many things. But I like to sometimes stand in a very wide stance, what I call a power stance. Uh-huh. And you can also raise your arms up into a rocky pose, which uh-huh. is a victory pose. I can do this pose. In fact, okay. you know even blind people do that. Yes, yes. It's amazing. Okay. How would they know to do that? It's a feeling that we have. It's a power. It's reaching uh-huh. upward and inward and outward. So we want to do that. We want to breathe. We want okay. to know clearly what our intention is. We want to throw the voice to the back of the room and include mm-hmm. everyone in the room. So there's a way to work the room to do that. Make mm-hmm. sure that everyone's included and you don't have your back to someone. Right. You can do warm-ups. You can do sirens and you can do lip trills, things like that. Practice poetry mm-hmm. or okay. speaking songs aloud, which have, I mean, songs that are well-written. Let me qualify that. Because there's a uh-huh. rhythm to poetry and songs that will help, especially if a voice is monotone or doesn't really have dynamics or levels that we uh-huh. like to hear. We can practice with poetry. That's, thank you so much for that because uh, I, I know that a lot of people, you know, we've talked about voice, we've talked about transforming your life and which you did, going through all that you've done. And I really want to thank you for sharing all of these wonderful points today. And just in the last minute that we have, <clears throat> just share <clears throat> some of the habits or maybe two <clears throat> that diminish personal power with your voice. Two that diminish, because we talked about how you can be coachable and grounded, rocky pose, breathing, and all of this. But how, what are the two things that can diminish personal power with your voice just before we have to close the show? One is filler words when we're speaking and we say, um, and oh, mm-hmm. and you know, and lie, okay. sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. So ridiculous filler words. They okay. have a place, but we want to be real mindful of that. And the other one is, I think, not speaking up. It actually hurts our voice when we're whispering or we're too soft. So we want to come up and out as if we're coming from the upper lip. We want to think of the voice as a flow instead of stopping in the throat or dropping the sound right in front of us. We don't want to speak actually from the throat. That's so tiring. You can imagine holding back and being too soft or having a backwards motion really fatigues the vocal the, excuse me the vocal cords. Thank you so much for that because I wanted to you know have we think you can transform your public speaking performances. We've talked about that, and Dr. Maluna Fouch has told us what two things that we can do. Some of the habits that diminish personal power with your voice. Don't do that. So I am sure that many of my listeners out there have benefited from the show today. And do write and let me know your comments about what Dr. Maluna has shared today. You know, as I close the show, Dr. Maluna, I want to thank you so much. I'm going to have to have you back for a second show because, I mean, we didn't, I wanted to get some more details here. But, you know, (laughs) you've been such a great guest 
Thank you so much for taking time for your busy schedule to be on the show today. So as I close the show today, I'm reminded of a quote by Shannon Alder who says, when you give yourself permission to communicate what matters to you in every situation, you will have peace despite rejection or disapproval. Putting a voice to your soul helps you to let go of the negative energy of fear and regret. So as I close today, I want you to be encouraged, be motivated, be loving, be humble, and more importantly, be grateful and be ye forever transformed. Thank you for listening today. This is Dr. Barbara Young signing off, and I'll see you next week. And thank you again, Dr. Maluna Fouch. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.